Good morning, guys. Welcome to a new podcast. It's Monday morning. Grab yourself a cup of coffee. I'm very excited because this time around we have a guest. I haven't had a guest before. So this is the first ever guest to join in the Life Thrills podcast. His name is Garia Mandara. He's an amazing creative. Um, he focuses on illustrations. And what I love about what he's done is that he's been able to transform his passion into a business. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this podcast. So thank you again for tuning in and enjoy this session with Garia. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, you. You're the first. I am honored. Thank you so much for actually um, coming through. Yeah. Um, we had to do a little bit of some moving around because it was a little bit nerve wracking for me. I've never had somebody <laughs> over for a podcast session, so oh. I'm excited. Um, wanted to start it off. Uh, with a question mm -hmm. that I think would be a little bit different, not what you'd expect. Okay. Um, I would like to know if you had a superpower. A superpower? Yeah, a superpower. Uh -huh. What would it be? Hmm. Think, I would... Think deeper. I mean, I, it's very easy for me to answer because I've always thought of... I always mm. think of these things and it would be flight. Of flight? Yes, I would love it if I could fly. Because I would get so many different perspectives and views of the world. Oh wow, that's a good way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. So not not even teleporting. Not even teleporting. Because fly. Because teleporting is like I love the experience of the movement. So if I mm -hmm. could fly, let's say from Dar es Salaam to Iringa, that whole movement, I could see the you know get the scenery and get the different views and stuff, rather than just pop I'm in Iringa. You're, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The good thing about that now is that I, I don't think. We can teleport soon enough, but I, I am sure yeah. with flight, yeah. that's in the cards because, you know, we can see where cars are going, but even yeah. with human flight, I think it's going to get there soon. So imagine you're driving, let's say, flying to Iringa in your car and you, you oh, can get man. a nice view. Huh? That would be amazing. That would be really cool. That would be amazing to think about it. Yeah. So thank you for coming through. That was just a, a quick random question that I wanted to, to ask you. Okay. Um, we had a little bit of a conversation beforehand before starting the, the, the session yeah. and I, I didn't want to talk to you quick too much because I felt like some gems were, were yeah. being shared oh, for and, sure. and I want people to hear this. Yeah. So um, quickly before we even jump into the you know, real questions that started this session, yeah. when, when, did you start, when did you start drawing or when did you get into art? Okay. I can say the moment I fell in love with art was in primary school. Mm. Uh, I studied at Hekima Waldorf School, which was mm. in Dar. Mm. Um, we had art classes, uh, and it's this is these were basically how this is basically how it's done. The teacher came in, gave us papers and paints, the three basic paints, the yellow, blue, and red. Taught us how to mix and get the different colors. And what she did was she told us a story, and after the story, she would tell us to paint part of the story that we remember so it, that was the session oh wow that's that's interesting oh yeah and that was when I fell in love with art because I would try to find ways to express this story that I'm, I, I heard so in primary school I think started uh, grade one I think uh, up to maybe grade six that was the session so the, the teacher would come in tell you the story and, and reflecting back and onto that, mm -hmm. is, is that why you're so drawn by story? Because I, oh, I yes. see a lot of story in your illustrations. Do you oh. think that's where it comes from? Yes, definitely. That's where it, it comes from. Because 
I, I love a good story and whenever I read or someone tells me a story, I'm always trying to visualize it in my head. And to me, when I draw something or illustrate something, it's my version, how I am visualizing the story you told me using my style. Mm -hmm. So that's where it really began in primary school. And, and speaking of style now, because yeah. um, you have a very unique uh, approach to illustrations. Yeah. And now that a lot of Africans are voicing out through, you know, expressing themselves through art, mm -hmm. um, you definitely stand out. And you, I, haven't, I haven't seen anybody create the visual that you create. And also because of the references that, you know, are so close to home. Mm -hmm. You know, we see, for example, the, the conversation we're having about mambos. Yes. You know, that's something you see and it's a different, it's a different um, interpretation of uh, how we see the city. You yeah. know, you can easily capture it. You yeah. create these illustrations which somewhat come to life. Um, how did you find, how did you get to that? How did you find your style? A lot of us are searching for it. Yeah. How did you find that? And do you think you're there? So, so funny, funny thing is, I never really knew I had a style until people were telling oh. me <laughs> that, you know, yeah. I see your style. I knew this was you who did this. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize. That was when I started seeing that, oh, so I, I do have a sort, of, a sort of style that I express my, my art in. I can't really pinpoint what exactly my style is, but most of the other people who see my art can. So I think I'm still in that journey of discovering the styles. As you can see, most of my art, I, I express it in, to me, I see in different ways. That's why I collaborate with photographers and trying to mix my style with theirs, etc., etc. So I'm, I'm still in that journey of discovering that's what really is my style. So yeah. That's, that's very interesting. and. With discovering your style, um, there's, there's no way you can discover your style without the inspirations that you get. Mm. What, what inspires you, you know, to, to draw or to illustrate or to capture? Because, and also after that, what is your process? Okay. So first, uh, what inspires me? I'm, in, I'm inspired by my surroundings. Everything and anything I see around me, regardless of where I am, Anything can literally inspire me. I could see a really good looking glass and be like, I want to draw that. And usually it just hits me right there. The moment I see it, I just want to draw it. So uh, I move around a lot most of the time. I'm on a daladala, I'm in a bajaj, or I'm in a car, and I'm always observing, like looking around, seeing the buildings, seeing the people doing different stuff. And the moment I see something that hits me, I stop. Now I, let me get into the process. I stop, I either take pictures or I take out my sketchbook and just do a very quick sketch of what I'm seeing or what I want to illustrate. So the first stage is capturing it in any way I can, whether it's through picture, video, or a sketch. And now the next step is I try to think of how I want to express it because I'm not really a realism art uh, artist because most realis realism artists, they capture something and they want to capture it to the detail. And there's always some form of, you know, the art artistry in it. But for me, I want to express it in my own way, how I see it. Yeah. And I have this sort of motto, like, see, see the world through the eyes of an artist. So I see something and the way I express it is really how I am visualizing it or seeing it in my head. So that's really my process. Oh, wow. So even, but even with the way you explained it, there's still an element of... You know, you said it's not uh, realism, right? The way yeah. you create your, your illustrations and your art. Yeah. But 
to a certain extent, your images, maybe it's because I, I see these moments, maybe uh, as a photographer, but as, even as a, as a person, as a citizen walking around, yeah. I see these moments, um, sometimes just as a flash, right? Yeah. You capture that moment, but what is amazing is that th there's, a sound, there's a feeling of it coming alive. Yes. How, how, do you think you do that on purpose or like it's just this, so, I don't know, like how, how do you do that? My, my dad once told me that I'm able to capture the essence mm -hmm. of something. Mm -hmm. So a moment, I see a moment and I capture it. Mm -hmm. And when people see it, it's not like they're seeing my art. They're seeing that moment from what they remember. Mm, ah, okay. Yes. yes. So That's you a good see one. the Bajaj driver, you're <laughs> like, I know a lot of Bajaj drivers. Yeah, and yeah. then you start recalling a certain memory. So that's where the realism, you know, it's grounded in reality because yes. you're looking at it through your reality yes. and your experience. I could literally even draw like a, a simple line art of a Bajaj, mm -hmm. but then you see it, but then you can actually see the Bajaj guy you met a couple of hours ago. So with that, uh, with you saying that, do you think somebody who um, has not experienced these life moments would see it in the same way? So for example, somebody, because now that you've transformed this art into a business, and I would definitely like to know um, the transformation, how you did that. Mm -hmm. But now that you've transformed it into a business, um, for somebody who's, let's say, a Westerner or somebody in Asia mm -hmm. um, who has never in, experienced these aspects, let's say more Westerners, you know, like yeah. let's say the tail ring right now yeah. um, that we see there or the Bajaji shots or the Mambos yeah. at the station. Yeah. They, do you think they still are able to interpret it, bring it to life or it's, it's just something that they'll have to experience? I think really it's something that you need to experience. experience. For, for someone who has never seen, uh, let's say, the Mambos location, they will see it as, let's say, if, someone, if it's someone who just appreciates art. art yeah. He'll see it and say, wow, that's a really good use of color. Huh? I'm curious to know where this place is. And now when they find out that, oh, this is actually a place that actually exists, now they're curious. Like, yeah. oh, is this how it looks? I wonder mm -hmm. how it is. Maybe mm -hmm. they might look for a picture somewhere and yeah. see it. Yeah. You know? So for someone who has never really experienced it, it's more of just appreciating the style or the art. Yeah. And then once they come to experience, it comes to life. It comes to life. Right. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Um, now, talking about your business, um, mm -hmm. the challenge for creatives is always balancing passion and business. Yeah. Uh, um, how did you, you know, tackle that and, you know, what was the process? Mm -hmm. Are you still, you know, tackling it? How do you decide that I'm going to charge this amount for this yeah. art and that's the value that you get from it? So something that um, not many people might know is I studied business. Oh, that's good. Yes. So well, it, we're it, in the same club. Yeah, we are. So in university, I studied uh, international business and finance. Okay. And I, my, I can say my other passion is really in business. I really enjoy seeing someone coming up with an idea and finding ways to, you know, make a living from it. That's really something I'm really passionate with. Now, when it came to me and I finished university, uh, for the first maybe couple of months or maybe a year, I was really involved in a lot of like consultancies and I did businesses just as a volunteer, just to see how the world of business is uh, to some extent. And after that, uh, I knew my passion was really in art. 
And now with art, I, the challenge was how do I make my art into a business? Now that was the very first question I asked myself because I didn't want to just do art and take commissions. I needed to find a way, um, because I'm really passionate with business, I need to find a way to create something using my art that people will be willing and able to buy. So the first breakthrough was I did a very simple sketch. My mom saw it. She, was, she asked me, oh, so how much is this? I was like, oh, um, you want to buy this? I'm like, yeah, I want to buy this. I want to support you in any way. I, I know you love art since you were a kid, so I want to support you in any way. And, and that was a breakthrough for me. I was really happy that she was, there was someone who wanted to you know, put money into my talent. So I sold the, the first piece. Um, from there, I saw that there's a possibility of creating something that people will appreciate, that they'll be able, uh, willing to buy, buy it. Um, and I think at that point, I realized that they need to see my passion for the piece in order for them to see the value in it. Now, I started off doing uh, portraits. You know, people were like, hey, can you draw me? Can you draw my, 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 my wife, my kids, etc., etc." So I started doing portraits. And from there, I also started doing paintings. And it got to a point where now I was doing my own art pieces that people, if someone sees and likes, I could sell them. But it was a challenge in the beginning because I had this mentality that I needed to sell a $1,000 painting. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, looking at all these, like on, on the internet, I'm yeah. seeing, oh my God, this artist sold his piece for a million. Yeah. This one sold for like 500,000. Yeah. Wow, okay. So I, wanna, I want to do something like that. Yeah. And it was challenging. You know, because I, of the market? The market. Um, I, I could do a painting for 500,000, but it would take a year or six months to get one client. Wow. And, and, and that was really hard because... I was so focused on looking for a market to sell my, my, my 500,000 uh, T-shillings painting. Yeah. I could have spent time doing something else and earn even 10,000 a day, 20,000. Just to, yeah. getting that balance. That uh, sustainable income, right? To get you yes. continue day by day. Exactly. So I got to a point where people were really appreciating my art. But then they ask, how much? I'm like, oh, 500,000 or 200,000. Like, I can't afford that, mm -hmm. but I really appreciate your art. Mm -hmm. So I, I had a market that appreciated my art, but my art was just... I wasn't ready to spend yes. that amount. So now I was thinking, what products could I come up with that people will see the art, appreciate it, and be able to afford? Now that's when I was like, okay, I need to experiment. Mm -hmm. Should I put art in t-shirts? Mm -hmm. Should I create prints? I can have the original piece, mm -hmm. but then create uh, canvas prints for that and sell it at a cheaper price. Mm -hmm. So that's where I really started doing that. And mm -hmm. the, idea came, the idea just came to me and I, I started doing it. You know, create prints for some of my art. I, I did a few t-shirts and people were buying. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, there's a market here. Mm -hmm. Now I just need to figure out how to create something that people will be willing to buy again and again mm -hmm. and again yeah. and again. Because it's one thing having one, one product that people buy for you know, a month. It's another if you have something that people will just keep buying, buying again yeah. and again, you know, throughout the year. So I started doing the, the streets of Dar es Salaam. Ooh, so tell us about that. Okay, so 
with the streets of Dar es Salaam, it actually started out as um, a challenge to myself. Uh, I, I wanted to see if I, I could capture different sceneries in Dar es Salaam. And the very first, I did two sketches in the beginning. I did the Dala Dala yeah. and I did the Boda Boda. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Boda Boda, the Mishkaki. Yeah, yeah. So those are the first two I did. But then there was so much I wanted to capture, but I posted something on, on Instagram and Twitter. I asked people like, hey, so I'm doing illustrations, capturing different things in Dar es Salaam. What, what would you like to see? Mm -hmm. And that is when it started going viral. People mm -hmm. were sending in their suggestion. Oh, I would love for you to capture this. I would love mm -hmm. for you to capture this. The tweet just kept going oh and God. going and going. I got so many suggestions. And I was like, okay, so people are responding very well to this. Yeah. And then I started doing these illustrations. Some of them were, you know, suggestions that people gave me. And mm -hmm. some of them were just sceneries I saw outside. And my mind started opening up mm -hmm. now. I started really observing my scenery. What, what can I capture today, you know? Yeah. So after a month, I did an illustration every single day. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what what did that do for like your creativity because then you had to deliver you know something every single day every single day what that did was help me in creating a process mm. how do i come up with an illustration in one day that's of the same standard mm. that i'm i've been posting you know even you speaking about that makes me want, makes me think it a good challenge that uh you know, people who do the newspaper art, artworks, right? Like Masoud mm -hmm. Kipanya, yeah. right? Like that's an everyday thing. Like yes. they, because then also it has to relate to what's happening yes. at that moment. Yes. So with you doing it for 30 days mm -hmm. straight, that allowed you to start figuring out a process that yes. allowed you to execute. Exactly, exactly. And if there's something very important I learned during that month is getting from the idea getting as much references as i can because once i have like 50 or even 60 references that i can use to produce the final product it's very easy for me to you know move from the references to creating the final product, the final product. that's just something i learned in my process and in your process for you so for example like um, with this, the streets of Dar, right? If yeah. I, I'm right, right? The streets of Dar? This, yeah, streets of Dar es Salaam. Right? Mm -hmm. So with that, um, you had to go out and be in the streets, mm -hmm. right? Um, a lot of challenges, for example, me as a photographer, um, is, you know, when you're in the streets of Dar, it's not very comfortable yeah. for a creative. You know, you feel like yeah. the moment you whip out your camera, Everybody, yeah. who's this guy doing? Yeah. What, is, what is he doing? Even now, it's reached a point where if you, even if you're recording with your phone, mm -hmm. sometimes it's a big issue. Yeah. Even though we know that um, we are allowed to now because they, they announced that it's, it's the way to market mm -hmm. you know, a city because mm -hmm. it's changing, we want to showcase it. Yeah. But it's still a challenge um, being outside. Mm -hmm. um, what has been somewhat your solution? Because for you, like we, you told me, for the Mambo's piece, you had to sit for about five hours, you mm -hmm. know, to just take it in, you know, mm -hmm. you were sitting there. What, what has been kind of like your solution when it comes to going out there that uh, other people might be able to even adapt? Okay, for, for me, uh, my solution has been having my sketchbook. 
Mm. Because when I'm out there and then I take out my phone, as you say, mm. all the attention will be on you. You know, they'll ask you, what are you doing? Why are you recording? Why are you taking a picture? But if I'm out there and I take out my sketchbook, people will come to you in a different way. Oh mm. my God, you, you're drawing? Mm. You know, they'll even show interest. They'll even help you. Uh-huh. In fact, usually that's like the first stage for people to get used to me. Like, oh my God, you're drawing. What, what are you doing? I want to draw that. Wow, that's really cool. And then from them, like, hey, can I, can I take a picture as well? Mm. So it's easier for me to interact with people when I start off with a sketch because okay. you rarely see people out there trying to sketch, sketch yeah. different things. So that has been the solution for me. But you also think by the fact that you're sitting down with people and talking to them, oh, that, that helps having definitely. a kahawa? Yes, having, Does you know, sit, sitting at a place where there's kahawa or uh, UCMEO and talking to the people, that really helps. You know, getting, to, getting people to, to be comfortable with you, that's really something that has helped me, especially in capturing that, that process. In fact, they might even give you suggestions, you know, like, hey, you know, at this time, usually the light really hits this well at this point. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, just give it like 20 minutes, let the sun set, the sun hits this building at a certain area. You that's know? true. Uh, yeah. That's true. I think I've experienced that before as well. That's oh, yeah. very true. Yeah. Uh, and in, in terms of, you know, after you've broken that barrier, um, moving around, what what... What usually is your process? Do you actually go to a location to study it before or like um, you go to a location and once you get there, that's when you allow the inspiration to hit and you, you draw or do you actually do scouts of various spaces? Okay, so, so, so it depends. Um, sometimes I might be just on the move. Maybe I'm going to meet a client or a friend. We're going somewhere to hang out. So I'm, I might be on the move and I see something that captures my attention. I will stop and capture it in however way I can. Okay. Usually it's just by a rough sketch. Or if I can, I take a very quick picture. Okay, all right. On the other hand, if I have an idea, let's say like the Mambos one, I was like, I need to capture Mambos. So now I'll go, you know, intentionally just to scout the area. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So when you spoke about the viral situ- situation that had happened when you posted that, yeah. I remember, I think, I'd already seen your work before, but I think the work that stood out to me the most was the Scary Monument animation, oh, yes. Yes. right? Um, that really went viral on, on Twitter, like people shared that, and even on Instagram, people are sharing it as well. Oh, yes. And it became very popular, you know? Um, yes. With it being viral, um, what, what opportunities did you, did you get from that? And mm-hmm. was it business opportunities yes. or did it open other doors? Oh, it most definitely opened other doors because whenever I get the chance, I do my own personal projects. And usually the aim for me doing my own personal projects is just to express something that I have in my mind. Usually that's the first thing. The second is just to show, showcase to the potential clients or just to the people that, hey, there's a possibility for a brand or you to do something like this. Mm, okay. So that's usually the second thing. So let's say I want to work with a restaurant and use animation. I'll come up with a personal project. I'm like, hmm, maybe I should animate. How do I animate food? Maybe I could animate someone cooking, you know? And then I create that. So for any client who is in that industry who sees it, they're like, oh, we can actually do some animations involving food. Mm, okay. Yeah. So that's really uh, ha- ha- the, my process. Do you get scared that 
you know, by doing these personal projects, um, businesses might use that, um, use the, the, the images or the creativity that you create. Because, for example, with the post with Ascari, yeah. um, we had the Pepsi, uh, Pepsi kind of yes. umbrella pass oh, yes. by and yes. they kind of retreated. And with that, oh, yeah. it was kind of like somewhat form of, you know, free marketing. Free marketing, yeah. Um, do you think there's, are you against that? Because, you know, maybe you have a different perspective on, yeah. you know, how you release your art. Yeah, so um, with me, how I see it is any type of, you know, if, if a company takes my stuff and posts it, I'm okay with it, honestly. Because the reason I do post this is just to share. You know, I intentionally put it up so that I can share with everyone. And as long as they're just reposting or posting on their pages, I'm okay with that. The moment they take it, I see commercialize it, it, you know, commercialize it. And that is where, you know, that's where I draw the line. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, if it's just to share and post on social media, mm. I'm very much okay with that. And in terms of like your, your illustrations, you usually have, I don't think I've seen... A signature? Yeah, like a watermark. You don't have a watermark. Oh, I do. Oh, so it's very hidden. It's very small. Very, I have multiple watermarks. So if someone okay. says, oh, this is my word, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, so you actually have a watermark? I have a watermark. I have a way to identify every image of mine. Oh, that's very interesting. Oh, yeah. So when someone posts something, ah, this is my work, I'm like, mm. no, it's not. Yeah, oh, yeah, you do have proof? Yes, I do. Zoom into this area, you'll see my name. <laughs> Fantastic. So, you know, that actually leads me to another, uh, another creative that I'd seen. So what he, actually on his bio, it says, search for the spaceship or the, the rocket. Yes. You know, so like when you look at all these images, yes. he hides a little rocket Yes. in all his images so every single post so when you go into his picture like exactly. it's like kind of like a game it's become like a game so now yes. his audience is always looking for that little rocket and oh, when you find yes. it you feel like it was a little treasure hunt that you did mm -hmm. and you, you, you feel I, I really proud love that. of yourself that's really good and that's really how I do it yeah. uh, my signature is my watermark mm -hmm. and I integrate my signature to every single piece that I do that's fantastic it's very hard to get there's the obvious one that you might see you know mm -hmm. the guy I am mm -hmm. I can write the date mm -hmm. but then there's a signature in the art mm -hmm. that you really won't see well, until you zoom in that's cool that's yeah. awesome yeah. Um, now like when it comes to social media and now you're growing your business where have you seen like has social media helped you or mm -hmm. where have you seen there's been like uh, a, a push to people buying your product is it physical how do you market your your art it's purely social media oh wow. okay every single product and client i ever got started in social media which platform uh i instagram okay. at first mm -hmm. but then when i moved i started posting more on twitter mm -hmm. so those were the two um, interestingly enough, even LinkedIn. Oh yeah, LinkedIn is very interesting. Yeah. For B2B, yeah. Yeah. So I, I get a lot of my clients and selling products on social media. People see, like, yeah, I saw it, or I saw a post on Instagram, I saw something here. And usually that first client that I get, if they're happy with the service I, I give them or the product I sold them, their friends, now their networks, they recommend, yeah. they recommend, and usually the client is the best customer. All right, so I want to get in deep even into the business side, because yeah. I, I know like sometimes for somebody to, as a creator, just get into it, you, there's so many kind of like barriers of 
fighting the confidence and saying that I'm going to sell this, mm-hmm. right? You've already passed that, uh, and you've already started selling products. Yeah. Um, do you have a structure? Do you have like stock, or do you do it by order? Like, what have you done uh, for your business? Okay. So on the biz- business side, there's two. I have two processes, or rather, two structures that I've set up. On one hand, with the streets of Dar es Salaam products, the T-shirts, uh, the water bottles, mugs, etc., etc., I have stock, okay. and I know for most people it's very expensive to have stock. Oh, okay. the first, you know, because you yeah, need to yeah. print like hundreds of T-shirts, and you have, yeah. you know, it could cost a million or so just to have that stock. And what I did there is partner with someone who is very capable and has the infrastructure to have stock. Okay. So that's Ali Ali Rahim Tula. Okay. Okay. So so we partnered, and bringing the the two talents and the two infrastructures together, we were able to have enough um, capital to have the stock. Okay. On the other hand, let's say with the prints, what I do is by order. Okay. Because yeah. with t-shirts, I can't go to a printer and tell them I need one t-shirt. Yeah, they, they usually want like at least 50 yeah. or 100. They, they usually want at least 50 mm. or, or 100. That's yeah. why I needed to find a way to have stock for the t-shirts and other products. But with a print, I can easily go to the printer and tell them, hey, I need one print. They're like, mm. okay. So with the print, it's by order. By order. Mm-hmm. All right. And so whatever print, whatever illustration you see that you like, yeah. you can get a print for it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Do you have an online website? Not yet. Is that what you were are you working on? I am working on that and I got most of my orders through social media right now. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. So at, at the moment right now, it's uh, I, w- I would say it's still like a manual process. Yes. In terms of um, receiving money, or do you have stock at Ali Remtula's store? Oh yes, uh, uh, we have stock at Ali Remtula's store because he has a, a store that yeah. in Masaki, mm-hmm. so all the stock is there. Ah, so people can go buy people from the store. People can go in, in to, his sh- to his shop and buy, you know, the t-shirts and, and whatever. But we also have other shops that were interested in selling our products. Okay. So they become, we, we are more like a wholesaler now. Oh wow. And okay. now we have retailers who are selling Ooh. our products. Yo, this is becoming an, an empire. I'm telling you, it's growing in a way that I never expected, honestly. Did you think you, you know, when you started, um, I'm sure like the first, initially when your mom bought the first, you know, art, yes. artwork, yeah. um, that's when it clicked, yes. you know, like you could actually make it into a business. Yes. But before even thinking that you could, did you ever have a thought of, I want to turn my passion into a business, or is this something that just happened as you're, you know, creating it just out yeah. of nowhere? Um, when I realized that I'm really passionate with art, this happened mostly after university. And what's funny is all throughout primary, secondary, high school, and university, I always sketched on my book. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever I just sat and the teacher is not in, I would take out my sketchbook, and I mean, I would. In my, <laughs> my notebook, I would sketch something at the back. If I didn't have that, I would sketch even on my hand, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that laughs> which is really funny. But all, during that time, I never really, it never really clicked to me that re- this is my passion. I enjoy doing this. Until after university, uh, when I went back into it and really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I was in, I, it just hit me. I'm like, wow, I really enjoy drawing. Yes, yes, yes. I, I think I went through the same process 
um, with my photography. Yeah. With my art, actually, because I never actually thought I was going to be a photographer. Oh, really? At all. So, like, it was a weird transition of, I used to paint a lot and draw. Mm-hmm. And when I went to uni, because I did business, yeah. it reached uh, a space where I was like, I was feeling like I was, I was missing out on something. And that's when I went back into into photography. Oh wow! Do you think with your art, um, by having the support of you know your your mother, uh, it helped you navigate it? Because a lot of conversations I have with you know up and coming photographers, creatives who are starting out, yeah. it's always kind of like I don't have the support of my parents. Yeah. Do you think it plays a big role in somebody achieving in this industry? I think to some extent it does. I know people who went into their passion without any support. It's just mm-hmm. purely 100% their passion. And in most cases you find so many people are against what he's doing, but mm-hmm. he's laser focused on achieving something. Mm-hmm. But then you also have people who have supportive, uh, you know, it can be parents, it can be brother, sister, friend, cousin, anyone really. That support really helps to some extent, you know, because you're doing something you love and then you have people appreciating what you're doing, even willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That's that's really like, um, it's almost like someone's patting you at the back, like, hey, keep going, you mm-hmm. know, it's mm-hmm. very reassuring and it gives you energy to continue. At least for me, it really helped. All right. And with, with art, a lot of times, we are in our own spaces, you know, so with art, with business, entrepreneurship, yeah. we're, we're alone. Yeah. You know, it's like a, a, a journey that you're going through oh, yes. alone. Um, yes. So there's a lot of moments whereby people tend to feel, you know, lonely, like, you know, yes, you're, you're enjoying your space, doing your own, you know, work, and you're yeah. happy when you release it out there. Yeah. But there are moments whereby it feels as if, like, you're in this journey by yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you um, find that collaborating or meeting with people, or how, how do you navigate that? Because I don't want to answer that question for you. Mm-hmm. Or, or do you not feel lonely? Are you a person who works with people? Oh yes, sense? definitely. Um, in the beginning, I used to do most of my art by myself. In fact, that was my, my way of sort of tuning out the world. It was a form of meditation for me. You know, If I wanted to relax or maybe just find a way to refresh my brain, I would draw. That's good. So it started off being that way. But when it became now my business, it was relaxing and it was a way for me to also collaborate with people. You know, now I can share my art and skills with other people in different, you know, other creatives, you know, with photographers and and, and poets, etc., etc. So... In the beginning, like I said, it's just a relaxing process for me, so I never really felt alone. And working with other creatives really just opened up my my mind to ways I can more ways I can express my art. In fact, it challenged me to find new creative ways to really integrate my art into another art. So it's more fun for me to actually collaborate than just doing a piece alone at this point yeah because i i saw how fun it can be and the things you can create so yeah and uh with it being something that tunes you out from the world now that you know you also do it as a business Mm -hmm. you know before it was like something you you used to do to relax yeah is there something now that is um what you do to relax another hobby Mm -hmm. or has this still been 
a hobby that still gives you that feeling that you felt before? It's still something that gives me that feeling. Oh, actually. that's fantastic. Yeah, because with, with art, I, I have my own uh, things that I want to create. Mm. And that really is what relaxes me. But if I have something that I need to create for the business or for a client, that becomes work. Yeah. You know, I'm creating something for a specific purpose. But when I'm creating something just for me because I just have this idea, I want to see how I can sketch this, it's still a, something that relaxes me when I do it. And that's, that's amazing. I'm, I'm trying to navigate that because at one point I was just doing, you know, client work. Yeah. There was a period for three years I was just doing client work. For three years? Yeah, for three years. Ooh. When I had the studio, it was just client work. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And uh, now that you've already built, you know, the, the business and, you, you know, I'm sure there's going to be evolution mm -hmm. um, in how you're creating your art and how you're, you know, providing the service to, mm -hmm. to people. Do you think that um, there's a potential to outscale to the global market? For sure. Uh, As a Tanzanian yes, artist? Yes. Um, I do see a possibility for that uh, because let's say with this Streets of Dar es Salaam project, really my aim was to capture different moments from Dar es Salaam. It started off with Dar es Salaam, but now I'm looking at Tanzania. Yeah. What can I capture from Zanzibar? We're going to start something with the streets of Zanzibar. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. So I want to capture different sceneries and moments all over Tanzania. And with these uh, pro pro uh, products, the t-shirts, the bottles, etc., I believe there's a possibility to now reach out to the international market. You have Tanzanians who are studying or living outside of Africa, outside of Tanzania, who really just miss home. Mm -hmm. And if they have something, a piece, of home, right? a piece of home with them, they are very happy. A lot of the customers I get are people who, you know, they study abroad, but they come back, they see something, oh, I need, I need a piece of home, yeah. you know, so they yeah. get a product and they go back. Mm -hmm. And maybe they might buy stuff for their friends as well. Like, mm -hmm. hey, this is home. We mm -hmm. have this. So that's the potential for the international market is actually, it's quite big as well. That's awesome, man. Uh, good question that I want to ask you. Yeah. Is uh, I'm sure when you started, success was was a different idea for you. Yeah. Um, I'm sure every single achievement, success changes. Mm -hmm. um, what is what does success look like for you now? At this point. Hmm. What does success look like? Success to me is when I'm able to create something or rather express my own art and solely live by just that Ooh. you know that to me will be success because i i enjoy so much expressing different things and my, my different ideas and when people show appreciation by either buying the product or just liking an image and commenting or whatever that to me is just it feels great and if i can live you know for <laughs> until the time you know by just that, that to me will be success. We've, we've definitely seen it possible with musicians. Do you think it's possible for uh, now, like for example, illustrator, illustrat illustrators, yeah. graphic designers, yeah. um, photographers? Do you think it's possible? I think now it's not 100% possible, but we are, 
I don't know, I, I call it the sleeping giant. The creative industry is a mm. sleeping giant. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Right now, especially our generation, we are becoming very more expressive. You know, photographers, illustrators, graphic designers, there's so much creative work being produced there, both personal and for clients. Yeah. Even the clients now, the marketing agencies, they are seeing like, hey, mm. we can create some mm. illustrations for our marketing. So mm. it's waking up. And I feel like it will reach a time when illustrators, you know, they can solely live by just illustration, you know, with just yeah. creating their, their pieces or their art and, you know, having different products and working with agencies, working with international companies. It's, we, we are getting there. Do you think we're in a position where, as a creative, we can work with agents? Like, do you think if there was a talent um, agency whereby, mm. you know, clients would hire you through the agent. Do you think there's a possibility of that? Internationally, you have, you know, artists having different agents in different parts of the world and they ah. kind of sell your work. Do you think there's a possibility for that here? Yeah, uh, I don't know about that, but... Or the, com just, the, the commission just, is too low now, the just, money that Just looking getting. at social media, because mm -hmm. now you have individuals mm -hmm. who have these platforms and they are expressing different uh, work. Mm -hmm. I feel like they, the, their platform are their agents. Companies are keeping an eye out through people's social media mm -hmm. on what people are doing. That's kind of like the portfolio. The portfolio, exactly. So having agents, I don't know about that, but with social media, there's a very big possibility of... Um, people working with international brands just by posting very creative work and reaching the audience. Yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. No, it definitely answers the question. Yeah. What, what are you not good at, you know? Because, <laughs> for example, like, yeah. we already know that you're amazing with illustration. What, what are you not good at? Well, first of all, I'm not good at photography. <laughs> <laughs> I am so bad at photography. Oh, my goodness. But I'm sure you... You compensate for the work that you do with the illustrations. Yes, for sure. <laughs> because I'm not good at photography, I needed to find my own way of just capturing a moment. Yes. It takes a bit more time, but it's, it's my, my own uh, way of doing it. Um, there's a lot of things I'm not really good at. There's photography. Um, you know, this is funny. I am not very good at 3D animation. Oh. Yeah. But but even your artwork looks 3D though. It looks so... Huh. Yeah, but I guess it's printed on a 2D space, right? Yeah, yeah. But, um, I'm, like, I'm sure you can switch it even... But no, this is your style. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, to make a 2D uh, drawing look 3D, yeah. you know, you need to play around with the highlights and shadows True. just to give it that three-dimensional feel. Yeah, it does, it does feel oh, yeah. like that. And, and that's something I, I had to learn and I taught myself through YouTube. You know, I've never studied art. Oh, fantastic. Then we're in the same... Please, let's even before, because I wanted to ask you the, the last word. Yeah. But I think that's a good uh, point to talk about. Um, I think a lot of people might assume you've had classes for it. And now that we've had this chat, people mm -hmm. know that you have a, a business and finance degree. Yes. So everything that you know now and what you, you're basically running a business yeah. from learning through YouTube. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Everything. Everything. Well, except the business side. The business, yeah. I'm actually, I do apply a lot of the things I learned through business in, in running the business, you know, the finance, the, the, the marketing, etc., etc. 
but the art i learned everything on youtube do you think it's important for somebody to know the business in this world like right now with as, as a creative mm -hmm. do you think somebody should take a business course yes i think it's really important to take a business course um you have a lot of creative people who know how to take the really good photo photograph draw an amazing picture or design an amazing logo but then on the business side how do you reach the, your, the audience how do you reach the market the, the market you see a person who has a really an amazing piece but it doesn't have a social any social media mm. like where, where do you post your stuff or how how does a client reach you it's like well you know i just draw and then i you know i hang it somewhere i'm like okay so i think it's very important to to get a business course it will open people's mind in ways to market finance is really important you need to know how to manage your your money you might sell a painting for a hundred thousand but how much did you really spend to make that painting you need to buy the paints you need to mm. uh, create get the wood that frames the canvas it's the canvas itself there's also your time yeah you know there's a lot of things to factor skill, in you know. and the skill there's a lot of things to factor in now how do you figure that out if you don't have the skills to figure, you, it, to out. figure it out yeah. exactly yeah so it's it's really important to to have that awesome so now we're going to go into the the last the last word mm -hmm. um i want you to imagine like you know this is the future you've yeah. already had a, a booming business and yeah. you've already built your empire you are super successful and happy yeah. with what you're you're doing and you're earning a living from your art yes as you wished yes what would you tell what would your future self tell you now my future self yeah what would what advice would you give yourself now huh oh wow that's a really good question <laughs> <laughs> see the thing is i need to be my future self to, to figure that <laughs> <laughs> i think uh, something my future self I, I, my future self would tell the current me is just keep the grind going because there are days you know I wake up and I'm like okay wow this is exhausting mm. I have client work I have to do this sales are not so good yeah. today you mm -hmm. know do I do I need do I look for a job you know there's yeah. those moments where you have those thoughts but I've had a lot of those so you get it yeah I have had a lot of those you get that you yeah. get it so my future self would definitely tell him like hey so persevere right persevere just keep going keep creating you know whatever idea you get because really what helped me get here is my perseverance in creating my own content because yes. that's really what captured people's attention I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to get, you know, this client work or getting these products if I didn't come up with an idea and persevere in doing it, you know? That's true. Yeah. And the final one, I know that was the last one, but the final one, do you ha what advice do you have for somebody who is, you know, following their dreams right now in this mm -hmm. day and age um, where we have so much access to seeing social media and yeah. the world? Who I have... So first I can say don't don't put so much thought on what you see on social media because you might go on social media and then you see someone doing the same thing you're doing but he show 
he or she shows a certain success. You know, Ooh, mm. I, I booked a flight to wherever. And mm. then he's like, ah, man. I'm not I, making it. I'm not making it. <laughs> no, just keep on doing your own thing. You know, that's at least one thing I can say. The second thing is you need to find a way to, I don't know, should I say diversify? Mm -hmm. Don't put focus on just one thing. Like, I want to sell this painting for, you know, $500. Don't just put all your effort on that. It takes time and a lot of networking and marketing to sell it. Diversify, find other ways you can make money using your talent. It can, you can figure something out that you can earn 10,000 in a day or even 20,000 a week. And then on, as, as well as earn even 500,000 in a month or maybe mm -hmm. in two months, just mm -hmm. find a way to find like different income streams using your talent. You don't have to like stop what you're doing and do something else. No, you can figure something out. Like for me as an artist, I figured that I can create prints and sell them for two, 20,000. But then I, I still have that painting that yes, you can sell for 500,000. <laughs> you know, I, I have that. Yeah. And then at the same time, ooh, I can also print on mugs that people can buy. Yeah, that's true. So just diversifying and finding different income streams. That's really important to have. And uh, the last thing I can say is use uh, either YouTube, use the internet to learn, mm -hmm. not just skills on your talent, mm -hmm. business as well. Yeah, yeah. That's true. You need the two in order for you to keep moving forward and succeeding. So don't just study as art. an illustrator or yeah, art. Yeah. You need to study how to do business as well. How, how do you do market? Communication. Yeah. How do you market with the social media? Mm -hmm. uh, how do you interact with clients? You know, all yeah. that stuff. You need to keep learning. And there's a lot of content online. Yo. There's a lot for <laughs> there sure. There is a lot. You might go crazy just trying to figure out what to watch or read. I think both of us would recommend Future. Oh, yes. The first place, right? The Future, yes. You know, just as one place for everybody to go to. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so I'll put that link uh, in the in the caption of this podcast. Yeah. It's a great place to, to learn. I yeah. think I've learned a lot about clients. I have from learned that. so much, especially about like how to manage clients. Mm -hmm. From the moment the client reaches out to you, and that interaction, like I learned so much from the future. I guess guys, check it out, the future. Oh yeah. It'll be good. For sure. Yo, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, definitely want to congratulate you for the success that you've had with your art. Thank I think you. a lot of, uh, a lot of us don't, you know, we say, oh man, great work, great work. Yeah. Um, but I would like to appreciate you. Thank you so much. And um, keep on pushing, keep on persevering as you yeah. stated from your future, future self. I also want to thank you oh, because thank you. Um, you were able to create a platform where not just creatives, anyone who has a passion to do something can watch or listen and just see. You've, I know you've helped quite a number of people in pushing through uh, whatever creative rut they have or maybe just figuring out how they can learn and all this stuff. So I'd really love to just Thank you for, for creating this platform. Thank you, man. Hopefully it's going to grow. We just have to persevere. Yes. As you said. Persevere. So this was a different session with Ngaira. And if you want to find him on Instagram, it's Ngaira underscore Mandara. Definitely worth a follow. Amazing visual artist. Check him out. So this was a different type of format. I hope you enjoyed it a little bit longer. But I think there were a few gems 
that uh, he was able to share with you guys um, with this session. Thank you again for tuning in. And remember, as always, to stay safe and stay creative. Take care. Thank you.